And warming up in the bullpen for the New York Mets, number seven, Marcus Stroman. What's up, Mets fans? How you doing, Pete? I'm okay. How do you fit? What a freaking weekend the Mets had. The Mets are, they always keep it interesting, right? <laughs> like, even if they don't win all right. the time, right. which they've been doing lately, uh, they're always interesting. There's always something. There's always some intrigue as we all try to figure out what exactly is the big picture plan here for the Mets. I'm sitting in seven hours of traffic getting back from Syracuse yesterday after seven the wild hours, seven hours, oh my God. every road we were on, there was an accident, uh, seven hours of traffic getting on from Syracuse last, uh, last evening after the fun weekend we had upstate with the seven line army, shout out to the rumble ponies and the Syracuse Mets for hosting I'm sitting there scrolling through Twitter. I'm thinking I'm reading like an onion account or a burner, uh, a <laughs> troll account that Marcus Stroman is headed to the New York Mets, and I thought it was definitely fake. So it's not. It's true. It actually happened, and it's a, it's the biggest head-scratching move that I could think of in recent memory. And like you said, it, oh, it seems like every day something kind of uh, throws a wrench into the Mets, uh, you know, into our minds with the Mets. But you wrote something a couple of days ago that the Mets were – what was it someone had wrote on Saturday about this? Well, Ken Rosenthal had the initial report that the Mets could move Cindergaard to the Padres, then use some of those pieces to land Marcus Stroman. Uh-huh. And uh, that sounds ridiculous. Uh, the Mets, they just want attention. They always <laughs> like attention. <laughs> right, right. And even though the deal happened, like that might still be the case. I, I do think the Mets like being on the back page, like winning the press conference, and this isn't anything all that new. Big picture, though, I, it's just it, it, it's hard to make sense of all this. Now, in terms of the one deal here with Stroman, I I like the deal. They Me got too. a good pitcher, right. right? And they give up two pitching prospects that are the best pitching prospects that the Mets have. But you look within the whole game, neither one of these guys, Anthony Kay or Simeon Woods Richardson, are currently top 100 prospects. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, can't miss pitching prospects in Major League Baseball. I was surprised that the Blue Jays uh, took so little for Marcus Stroman. But the whole thing is that there's got to be a larger right, plan in right. mind for the Mets. And I... It, it You can't really judge this trade until you see what it is, and we won't have to wait that long. You'll have a very good idea by the time the week is done. But it, it's almost not worth even trying to figure it out because the Mets are just operating completely different than any of the other 29 teams in Major League Baseball. Now, one thing that's been a trend, not to go on a long soliloquy no, ahead, here, but one thing that's been a trend in baseball over the, the last few years is all these teams are prospect-hugging. They all love their prospects. They want young players. You can win with young players. And they're all guys that are cheap. You know, for the first few years, mm-hmm. no one in baseball wants to pay for the free agents. And we've seen that come to roost over the last few years in free agency and how tough it's been for some guys to get those big money deals that were there in the past. And then the Mets are sitting here now saying, you know what? We're going to deal Jared Kelnick and Justin Dunn. We're going to deal Anthony Kay and Simeon Woods Richardson. And we're going to bring in guys that are going to help us win now, which is just different than the way every other team is operating. The issue is if you're going to go about it that way, you have to win now. <laughs> right, right, right. It's a tough move to make when you're five games under 500. Yeah. And this far down the the, the list on the wild card. You race. know, the top comparison has been the Casimir trade uh-huh. all those years ago. Now, this is better than that because neither Kay or Simeon Woods Richardson were can't miss prospects like Casimir was. And Stroman's a better pitcher than Victor Zambrano was, mm. but still you're in the same situation where you're not really in the mix. You're making a win now move. 
And I suppose they have an eye towards competing next year. Right, right, right. But again, even with Strowman added to the group, that's not their biggest problem. Their biggest problem is their defense is terrible. Right, right. And this doesn't really answer that aspect of things where you can now say, oh, yeah, they're going to be really good in 2020. Well, yeah. So, you know, one of the first things that comes out afterwards, or not comes out, it's just a, a – a natural observation is that Stroman's not a big strikeout guy is more of a ground ball contact pitcher mm -hmm. and we don't have the best guys behind him on the field to yeah, actually the back him up. Stinks. Right. So it stinks. That's the first thing that comes up. Defensively. But, uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Like you said, it's another 48 hours about from now as we're recording this to the trade deadline. So it's going to get quite interesting in the next couple of days. And, you know, you see guys like Syndergaard or whoever runs Syndergaard's account if he's not always the one pushing the button there. But he updates his Twitter bio, bio last night. Did you see it? I didn't see he updated it's the bio. I saw yeah. he wrote he was confused yeah. and had a gif of He Thor. wrote he was confused, but he also updated his Twitter bio to say Mets pitcher for now. <laughs> uh, in his bio, uh, I'll just I'll pull it up here. And he the, always uh, puts up very funny stuff. Yeah, the the voice behind the scenes. What's up, Lizzie? Oh, hey guys. Uh, give us a call if you want to chime in. Six three one three eight eight five one nine five is the number to dial. I know last week we probably had a record amount of callers. Uh, it says pitcher for the New York Mets for now. Miss Met would hate <laughs> to see me traded Dallas slash New York for his residencies. Um, yeah, but you know Noah's kind of. He has no idea what's going on, and neither do we. So I guess we'll see in the next couple of days. But I put up a poll this morning for to get a feel for what the fans might be thinking of this latest move. And what, without looking at it, and these probably already have, uh, maybe have seen it, it was asking the Mets fans that wanted to at least vote on this, what do you – uh, do you like the Stroman trade for the Mets? Overwhelmingly positive, 81% yes, 19% no, almost 4,000 votes. I'm not too um, – surprised by that result i thought maybe it would have been a little bit like 60 40 but at least for the voters on this poll 80 20 basically and then the next poll was uh now should the mets one trade noah two trade wheeler three keep both four trade both and uh trade wheeler just edged out keep both by 44 percent to 42 percent uh keeping both i don't think that I personally, and the, the, you could see the check marks on the on the screens here because this is what I voted on. I traded, I voted on Trade Wheeler. I think that um, if you're not gonna, what is it? You have to give him the qualifying offer after the season or give him an extension. Mm -hmm. Then this would be this would be the right move to do right now. I believe. What What are your thoughts? To deal Wheeler, yeah, I think that probably makes the most sense here because you know, Wheeler's gonna. If you make him the qualifying offer, that's gonna be nineteen to twenty million dollars for next season. So it's only a one-year deal, so there's not you know a lot of long-term risk, but uh, he's not that kind of pitcher. He's not a $19 million a year pitcher. So, yeah, if you can land a prospect for him now, I, I think that's probably the way to go. But, again, I mean, trying to figure out what the Mets' big idea here is. Who knows? I, I, I can't, right? Like, and it, it's, it's bad radio, right? It's bad right, right, for the right, show right. for me to say, like, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But honestly, how do you figure what's going on here? Like, if a week ago I told you, forget about a week. If two days ago <laughs> I told you the Mets are going to trade for Marcus Stroman, you would be like, what the hell are you talking right, about? Right, right. right. If I came on the show last week and said, yeah, I think the Mets are going to trade for Stroman. This is why they should do it. And we'll be like, Pete, what the 
freaking. But do you think about? that winners of the last four or five series is adding to this? Do you think that the in the Mets front office, Brody or whatever they're thinking, is like, you know what, we are still in this. We have a kind. I said this. That's what Mickey said after the game yesterday. Uh, I he, said he this was very optimistic. Ago, well, okay, okay. And you guys laughed, and I said, you know, they have well, a very again, soft I'm schedule. I'm still gonna laugh. Up. I'm still gonna laugh. Okay. They've won ten out of fifteen, right? Uh-huh. How many games have they picked up in the wild card race? Uh, zero. Wait. I think they picked up one. Game. One, but they also jumped over six. Remember when we first brought this up? You're like, look at that. They're at the bottom of the list. They're only up on the Marlins. Okay. They cli- They did pass okay. five teams. And that's by winning 10 out of 15 games. That's winning two-thirds of your game uh-huh. for a, a good two weeks there. They also blew those three have- extra innings games there in San Francisco. Yeah, they won't have won one of those. They've been doing that all year. They've been doing one or two. I know, I mean, I know. To say that that's not going to happen I'm talking anymore. myself into it. I know. And that's fine. I mean, knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered my Strowman jersey. Hopefully it comes before he, they, the Mets flip them. You know, their playoff um, odds, their odds of getting into the wild card game are still less than 10%. Uh, is it? Is that what it is? Still less than 10%, yes. So there, that's a lot of work to do, even if – the coast has gotten a bit clearer as you don't have 40 teams to jump over. But the reason why it's hard to jump over the 10 teams that we talked about a few weeks uh-huh. ago is because if any one of them keeps winning games, you don't gain any ground. Right, 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 and that's right, exactly right. what has happened here. So now you got to keep winning 10 out of 15, 10 out of 15 over and over and over. And I, I don't change my opinion that this is a flawed team, even as they're winning games over these last few weeks. The bullpen is still suspect. The defense is still terrible. So I'm not suddenly looking at the Mets (laughs) and going, oh, yeah, they're going to win two-thirds of their games for the rest of the year. And even that might not be enough to get them in. When I just picked Pete up from the train, I opened the door. I was like, what do you think? Got to believe. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, save it for the show. <laughs> uh, Keith, we got Keith Hernandez on Twitter over the weekend kind of saying the same thing I'm saying now, okay. kind of rile the troops up. They're interesting. And I'm looking forward to watching Marcus Stroman pitch, right? He Me is, too. He was a fan favorite in Toronto. They loved Marcus Stroman when he made his last start earlier this week in Toronto. They gave him a standing right, ovation right, 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 off right. the mound. They all wanted to see Stroman signed long term, even though it didn't it just didn't fit on the Blue Jays clock because they got to rebuild after having some really good teams over a, a couple of years back. So uh, you know, this is a good guy to bring in. I think he's going to be fun to watch. I think he's a good pitcher. So the the deal itself I like. It's just trying to figure out <laughs> You know, do they follow this up by moving Cindergard for prospects, or do they think they could get players that are going to help out immediately, which is mm-hmm. reportedly what they're looking for? Do they hold on to Cindergard and then have a strong rotation, rotation oh once my again? God. Yeah. Now, it's also a time in baseball, and this is the other area where the Mets are zagging while everybody zigs. Starting pitchers mean less in Major League Baseball today than they ever have in the entire history of the league. Mm-hmm. They pitch fewer innings. And you have more bullpen guys coming in and pitching. So we've taken the starting pitcher. They're not going eight innings anymore. It's not worth the same amount that it was even 15 years ago. And the Mets continue to double down on, we're built around starting pitching. We're built around starting pitching. And yes, there are all those maxims that, hey, you got to have starting pitching to win. But you also got to have some defense behind them. And you got to be able to to mash, to pitch out of the pen, do all those other things. And the Mets just haven't been able to add those other pieces around it while other teams, you know, using the opener. Like, look at the Rays starters behind Blake Snell. Uh-huh. 
not a whole lot of guys you heard of, right, but right, they right. piece it together and make it work. This is not the direction the Mets are going. So I'm in the boat of the one, the one of the 81 percent here, excited about this trade. Uh, you know, talking about that poll. But I like this tweet from Shannon at Miss underscore Met. Marcus Stroman is from Long Island. Is the new Todd Frazier is from Tom's River, which is the new Stephen Matz is from Long Island, which is the new Kirk Newenheis played football. So uh, I think that having the local guy on the team uh, we definitely went, puts a little extra lead in the pencil there. We and went seven minutes without mentioning that. Oh yeah, right. We didn't say he's I, from Long Island, did we? Uh, no. Did you well, mention it? The pride of Patchogue. Yeah. Uh, which my wife was like, he's not from Patchogue. I think he was actually a Medford guy. But Pat Med was the high school he went to. Mm -hmm. He was a uh, Pat Med Raider. Uh, right here locally on Long Island, which you know we're going to hear this at nauseum over the next couple days or weeks or months or however long he's on the team. Um, I think that definitely adds a lot to it as far as even maybe the, the Mets thinking, you know, bringing this guy in uh, helps ticket sales and, and this and that helps jersey sales. Clearly, I just bought one. You know what? I like sticking it to Toronto as an Islanders guy. Right? As soon as Stroman <laughs> put up this picture of him as a kid in a Mets jacket, I was like, yeah, take that Toronto. We'll take your favorite baseball player. As revenge. But one guy who wasn't as excited about this, which you tweeted yesterday. Yesterday, uh, a, a tweet came out from some sources up in Toronto that said there was some commotion going on in the clubhouse. And you had quote tweeted it, said, you traded me to the Mets? Like, as a joke, yeah, probably. But it actually is true. I guess that was right. So uh, Puma uh, you know, follows up today and says, uh, source says Stroman's clubhouse commotion uh, yesterday was with the Blue Jays with initial disappointment that he hadn't been traded to a contender. He thought he might be headed to the Red Sox, Yankees, or Astros. And I liked one of the comments here. Like, wait, the Mets aren't a contender? Um, wait, so how quick how quick did Stroman get over it, apparently? Uh, that right away. Four hours later, he's putting up the childhood photo of him in a Mets jacket. Well, you got to, you know, you got to, uh, uh, you know, endear yourself to the new fan base. And how could you not be excited? Well, is that fake then? Or are we calling that uh, false excitement you're of calling joining it part of the, the Mets if his initial reaction was, why are you sending me there? Uh, maybe initial reaction, yeah. Because, you know, who wouldn't want to be going to a contender? But when you think of it that way and then say to yourself, you know, this is also my hometown team i'm from the island he talked himself into it. people don't like to, to admit it but queens and brooklyn are part of long island uh we talked about this over the weekend yeah, before we this like even, an hour conversation about not an hour, it's, like, it's, five <laughs> it's a big admission <laughs> for a queens native yeah you come over to the dark i'm side a pat med guy now, now. I'm, a, I'm a stroman guy now we got to get him on the show uh give us a call 631-388-5195 lizzie's back you know there where his childhood house is have you like tracked that down in the past no i'm sure it'll be easy to find i'm not gonna like stalk it out though but uh lizzie's shaking her head over here saying uh, i gotta get him on the show but i got an email this morning his people already want to do a collab so he has his own clothing line, and they're already like hitting me up this morning. Hey, we got to do something with yeah, you. Yeah, so, I saw he tagged that in his tweet. Yeah, it's in like everything. It's in his Twitter bio. It's in his tweets. Uh, oh. What is it? H. Let me look it up. Uh, He's supposed to be an outspoken fellow. I haven't you know, followed him all that closely and over look at the this, years. Look but. at what he chose as his bio, uh, his Twitter headline <laughs> or whatever you call it. The background photo is 50 Cent. I'm like, people are replying. Like, Hopefully you pitch a lot better than him off the mound. But um HDMH is what he tags in almost every tweet. And yeah. if you click on that, it means uh, height doesn't measure heart. That's that's his clothing line. So shout for short out guys to those like guys. Me? I don't, how tall are you? Like 5'8", five, 5'7". Five, tall enough. Taller than bagel guy. I mean, I'm probably, uh, he can't be shorter than I am. No, I don't know how tall he is. It's, I never met the guy. You want me to look it up? Why not? Marcus. Let's look up. Let's pause the show while we look yeah, up no, Marcus Stroman's height. I'll just Google it really quick. 5'8". Oh, okay. Look at that. 
Five eight. So I had a chance. You had a chance. I had a chance. Just wasn't. Uh, didn't try hard enough, I guess. <laughs> I always just blamed it on my size. But. Nine inches le- less, you'd be angry in a bagel shop, throwing newspapers on the floor and causing a commotion. Right, right. Uh, share the show if you want to get a free gift card. We're giving away $20 gift cards for the Seven Lines website. Good for either the website or visit us at the Seven Line Truck, wherever we happen to be. We have uh, next Thursday, we're going to be back at Alive After Five. That's the last Alive After Five of the summer out in Patchog. Maybe Marcus Stroman will be there. Um <laughs> If not, you can catch us at uh, one of the other affairs we're signing up for. We got a few offers recently from uh, some people who saw us alive after five that want us to come out to their street fair. So stay tuned for that. Should we cheers to Marcus Stroman? Cheers. To, yeah. Should we open this beer? Like, I, this what? is like the second what? year in a row. Second week in a row. I, second week in a row. I haven't opened the brewski. Yeah, the, the Marcus Stroman era. Shout out to McKellar. And Stroman. Pete, how many beers do you think they went through of of um, United We Cheers this weekend up at the Syracuse game? So there were six hundred something of you. There was a little over five hundred of us up there at the ballpark. So how many beers? Uh, I'd say that group, like three hundred. Is that a is that a good guess? Uh, you know what? I don't even I don't even know. <laughs> no, the unanswerable question. No, they went through. We we drank them dry. So uh, shout out to the. I, I just thought about that as I was thinking of it. I probably shouldn't talk about the numbers online. I'll t- tell you afterwards. But the the beer. It's <laughs> a big secret how many you guys drank. Uh, yeah, well, how many they sold? I don't know if they really want to talk about their sales, but I know, and it was a lot. So they went through many. Was it, was many, it over many, under three hundred? Over for sure, over, and uh, they had it on. Lizzie's looking at me like, "What? Are you, what's wrong with you?" There's some things. <laughs> sometimes I forget we're live here. You know, that's that's what it is. I'm hanging out with our friends at home. Um, they brought it in a bunch of cases of the cans. They also had it on draft, and by the fourth inning, it was all gone, and uh, that's very impressive. So well, I'm sorry I shortchanged you guys. You know, yeah, it, it was good. It was it was good. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, a, we had a good time. You know, Charles. Uh, Charles, he's a new member this year. He was there with his sons from Jersey, and every time he was standing next to me. Every time he walked back from the beer stand, he had a f- new four pack. He would just come back with four packs of United We Cheers, which is crazy that they even sold four at a their, time. Their their cooler had like no divider, so they had four packs to go, and he would just come back with four packs. It was great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of beers. Definitely shout out to our friends at McKellar, though. They always have some fun things going on over at the brewery. As always, every Wednesday night is trivia night. So if you're in the area, definitely pop on over on Seaver Way around the back of the ballpark. It's free to play, and the winners get prizes like uh, McKellar gift cards and uh, other goodies they have throughout the week or each week. Also, don't forget that uh, this weekend they have their away game tailgate party. So the tap room is open, and they have $4 draft loggers, $7 steins, $10 pitchers, and they also have a wing special. And last but not least, if you're in the area in Williamsburg, this Thursday at 7 o'clock, they're going to be at McKellberg's in Williamsburg. It's a tap take tape, a tap takeover and they're releasing the we're going to need a bigger mango which i'm assuming is a very mango-ish beer Ooh. so definitely check out mckellarnyc.com and uh check out the page and scroll around and see what they got going on the tailgate parties sound great if i was closer i would love to pop in for that so otis my man go and check it out so uh this weekend was a fun one pete i, I know you had to miss it this time but I said to Kelly when we were at the uh, hotel heading over to the ballpark on Friday, uh, NYSEG Stadium, 
for the Rumble, Rumble Ponies. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be fun. I don't really know how often we're going to do this. Maybe it's a one-time thing. I don't know. And when I got there, I knew before the first inning even started, this has to be something that we at least do biannually or annually. It, it depends on how the schedules work out because clearly the Mets game's schedule comes out first and we plan those first. But it was tough to pick a, a weekend that um, worked where the Rumble, Rumble Ponies and the Syracuse Mets were home on the same weekend, so we can kind of do the loop. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Lizzie knows it was the picnic area and everything was, was, was awesome. jam-packed. And people were coming up to both of us like, oh, I'm, so, I'm so happy you guys are here. This is so cool. I've been waiting for this for years. And um, people are taking pictures with us. It was, it was great. It was a really fun experience. The picnic party was awesome. I don't know how, again, I say this all the time from Brooklyn too, how they make a dime, I have no, I have no idea. The, the, you said the... the, the um, the spread they put out for the picnic area, it was they had too much food, which is normally not the case. It was the buffet style, and there was so much food. They had a ton of food, and every time something started to run low, Replenished there was right one away. guy that was, I guess, in charge of that. And he was like running back and forth, coming back with trays and trays of food. Nothing was ever missing. It was great. It was insane. It, it, was, was, it, it was great. It went off without a hitch. And, very, you know, very well organized. That's what I heard a bunch of times. That they, the the like, Booster Club. So smooth. So they're really smart. The Booster Club actually set up a table before... Like I, where the line would would form for the beers and the food, they, the booster club was right there. They had a signed Peter Alonzo ball that they were giving out. They were selling raffle tickets for. They raised a thousand dollars from just that ball for the 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 booster club, the local booster club, which does a lot of great things for for the team and and for the for the guys that are, you know that are playing for them. Um, it was great. It was a great time. I, I got this ball. Did you see this? I posted a tweet of it. Did you see this? No. So Eddie runs up to me after the game, a signed team ball <gasps> and awesome. a, a, a broken bat from Jimenez. So clearly the, like I, they, mean, I saw the bat, obviously they went they over the, the top with us and, and it was really great. So I feel like we definitely have to go back. Did you see this email over the weekend? I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's kind of long, but no, uh, Eddie, who organized like the whole thing with us, uh, he sent that out an email to all the members that came to the game, and I'll just skim through the beginning. First and foremost, thank, thanks to all you guys that came out. On behalf of the Rumble Ponies, the entire organization, from the front office to the coaches to our players, we want to thank you so much for coming out to NYSEG Stadium. We hope from the time that you walked in to the time that you walked out, you were entertained and that you left the picnic with a full belly. I just wanted to pass on a quick note to put in perspective what your visit to NYSEG Stadium meant. On Saturday morning, we hosted a clinic at the ballpark that involved the entire team. Before the clinic, I went in and spoke to our manager, Kevin Bowles. Kevin asked if you can come back for every game. He <laughs> said that the team fed off your energy and that it, it's what, it is what propelled the players to win on Friday night. Please give yourselves a huge pat on the back. So that's... What, what more can you ask for? That, that that's unbelievable. Awesome. And hopefully the stars can align and we'll go back, if not next year, the year after. But what I do want to try to do, the Mets were home this weekend. So mm -hmm. people who had, like, let's say a Saturday or Sunday package, maybe they didn't want to travel up north to hit this game. But the amount of people that were there that we didn't know, the, the large majority of them. Like, out of our members, our 600 or so at City Field, there was like 30 that probably came to the game. Yeah, I agree. And everyone else was local. Like, I live in Binghamton. I could never go to City Field. Thank you so much for coming. So hopefully we go back. I got have, you, a, have you ever yeah, been up there? a lot of things. No, I, I haven't been to Binghamton or Syracuse ever. Oh, I've been in the city of Syracuse, but not to the game. 
I, I did the third inning from I did the entire third inning in in the booth play by play on the radio that I didn't do play by play but yeah my buddy Jacob Wilkins Jacob was great uh, Mookie was up there Mookie was in the press box Mookie I, Wilson I guess scouting or yeah he was charting something he was sitting up okay. in the press box it was it was great it was such a great experience a quick game two hours a little over two hours Keith Hernandez would have been happy about that uh, well, the Mets played some quick games this weekend too yeah it was but Saturday night awesome. how about same same night Saturday night uh, when we're up in Syracuse I'm following along. Uh, on the Twitter, and I see that uh, Steven Matz, 99 pitch, they call it the Maddox, right? Mm -hmm. 99 pick, yep. pitch, complete game. I didn't, unfortunately, get to watch any baseball this weekend. So you... you, you even the minor league games? Even I watched games all that. Out? I watched all that. I just mean, you know, the, the big guys, I didn't get yeah. to really tune in. But what a performance, right? You're not allowed to watch anymore then, you know? No, no. Oh, listen to this shit. So we win Friday, we win Saturday. Someone on, on the Twitter says, every time you guys have a minor... Wow, look at that. That's that was. Hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> they go um, every time you guys have planned a minor league game this year that you miss a game at City Field, they win. Mm. So it looks like maybe we just have to start being a minor league outing uh, affiliate of the. Uh, Better get down to Port St. Lucie and just keep going to minor league games, and the Mets will keep winning Columbia. at City Field. Yeah, Lizzie just pointed out we got the Man on the Moon bobblehead here, which was it, last. It came weekend. this morning, and I was I forgot. Oh wow! All right, well that's going to look good out here. So uh, Saturday night, Stephen. It's nice Matt's. though, you know. Just one more thing. It's yeah. nice having the AAA team. You know, it's a seven-hour drive. Right, it's not right. around the block, but it's it's doable. Yeah, right? no, yeah, like, it's not, not only for the major league team, but if you're a, a fan of seeing some of the prospects are down in the minors or getting a different view, or you live, you know, kind of upstate, at least you could see, you know, some of the minor league games, yeah. and it's it's a different vibe. It's a different atmosphere. It's obviously different cost to your wallet. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds awesome. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the the games itself, it's so affordable as far as that. I mean, you know, it's affordable uh, compared to what you might pay at City Field. There's 60 bucks for the package. I think 60 bucks for the package in Binghamton, 70 for Syracuse, a little bit more AAA. Um, but unbelievable turnaround of what you get, you know, with the ticket, the hat, the food, the beers. The There's also uh, Star Wars night on Saturday night. Everyone <laughs> got a, a lightsaber, which Amelia decided to That's beat. That's worth the, 60 bucks right there. Beat the crap out of me with it when I got home last <laughs> night. I'm just sitting in the car for seven hours. Then I get home and I'm getting beat up. Feed is freezing bed, which does not make sense. Unbelievable. Anyways, it was a great time. I will definitely, definitely go back. I would it's love such to a like family friendly atmosphere too. So like go with the kids, go on your own, come with us. It was awesome. All right. So Lizzie just let us know that not only is the feed freezing for some reason online, I don't know why that could be. Nothing's changed in here. But also shout out to the Mets. Can I see that bobblehead over there? We were gonna give away a gift card, but this is a lot better. So throw that over. We got Two of the Mr. Met Man on the Moon bobbleheads, which I know are a hot ticket right now. If you didn't happen to make the game, I think this was Saturday's giveaway. Man on the Moon, Mr. Met on the Moon. This will be the giveaway for today. He so slimmed down to go to space, huh? He did slim down a little bit. <laughs> I know that people were uh, posting on the Twitter that they missed out and they wanted with the, one of these. So if you're watching the show right now, press the little share button and we will mail you... The Mr. Met on the Moon bobblehead. We're going to pick two people, one on Twitter, one on Facebook at the end of the show. And if your name is selected, you'll win and we'll mail this out to you. So thanks that. to the Mets. Keep That's them, really cool. Keep them coming. We love giving away your stuff. And I love that they send three. So we get to keep one here I for the studio. I guess his body is the same. The head is smaller. Yeah, the head. Space shrunk his head. Yeah. The well, head you got to fit well, the, the helmet on there The head is always the same head, right? I don't know. 
Usually he has a bigger head than that, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's, I, no, I think that's actually, what she said. <laughs> I think is it the same? Ask Noah. <laughs> Who made this one? Is it PDA? Yeah, it's the same. It's probably the same. Check it out. Same? Uh, okay. Is it the same? All right. Um, yeah, so give us a shout if you awesome. want to chat. 631-388-5195. Again, thanks to the Mets for the giveaways. If you're watching right now, click the share button, and it'll be put into the running to win. It's funny. Last week, we had like 15 calls. Today, we have zero so far, but it is what it is. So uh, Mets winners of four of the last five. They're headed to Chicago. I heard it's a family trip, so a lot of the guys, guys bring their families to uh, Chicago for this series. Uh, then they're off to Pittsburgh. So Frazier and Noah... Also, two guys that uh, are in the media. I don't know really what's going on with these guys, but they're going on the Twitter, and they're kind of – they got a little short fuse when it comes to Anthony Decomo for some reason. Yeah, they're picking on my boy Decomo. Yeah, he's a friend of the program, yeah, friend of the show. We had him on the show earlier this year. Yeah, I – it's kind of odd, right? It doesn't and make any sense. Not the kind of thing you typically see, and in the case of – in the case of Syndergaard, Decomo had pointed out that Syndergaard didn't meet with the media after an extra inning game in San Francisco. And Noah snapped back the next morning and said, hey, I've been cooperative for years. Why are you putting me on blast, essentially? And I'm sure they were able to talk it out. And you could kind of understand you know, both sides on that. The Frazier one is a little odder because it seemingly came out of nowhere. Frazier had a nice game. Yeah. Decomo tweets he had a good game, threw in a stat as well that he had been striking out a lot recently, but hadn't struck out thus far in this game. Is it the most enlightening stat? No, but I don't think it's anything you need to be sensitive to. And right. Todd was clearly sensitive to it. And it's just, it's odd to see these kinds of back and forths happen in the public sphere. Cause usually this is something that would be talked about privately, right? right, if right, 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 right. Frazier didn't like something that was in the paper or on MLB.com or even tweeted, you hold the Como aside and say, dude, what are you burning me on this for? But now they go on Twitter, the players react right away and you know, it's great. They get a voice, they get their opinion out there and their side of the story, whatever it might be. But to me that this struck me as a little it's sensitive very, from weird. a veteran player in Todd Frazier. And uh, you know, I've, Known Anthony Decomo for a pro, long time. Yeah. He's been covering the team as long as anybody, except I think Mike Puma on the beat. And he's an affable guy. Right, he's right. not someone I've ever seen had disagreements with players or that is antagonizing players. So very strange to me. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe some of the players are emboldened after Mickey snapped at Tim Healy, and then Jason Vargas got involved there, and um, you know they feel that there is a you know, war of some sort going on with some of the writers on the team. But at, at the end of the day, it's but bad for everybody. Yeah. If the players are snapping at the writers and the writers are snapping at the players, like, you don't need any of that. Listen, if you're a fan, you want insight into who these guys are, what makes them successful, what makes them not successful, maybe, if, if that's the case of what's going on. You want to have that insight and the best way to get that still is through the beat writers and the people that are around the team every day. So when they're not getting along, you don't get the same ability to get to know the players right, a little right, bit. Right. And, and maybe you don't care. And I'm sure a lot of Mets would say, I, I don't care. I don't need to know that Todd Frazier, where he's from, or right, you know right, that right. his kid hits home runs, or whatever it might be. Just, just go out and perform for the Mets. And maybe that's the way you take in the team. But I think for a lot of people... You might not like a guy, and then you read a story that changes your mind right, right, about right. them, or you know, you you get a feel for what somebody's about, right? Like Pete Alonso, for example. How much easier is it to root for him 
after the way that he has comported himself this season, after his donation after the home run derby to, to wounded warriors and tunnel to towers and things like that. And he's a very easy guy to root for beyond the fact that, hey, he's a young player performing for the Mets. So, you know, again, I, I think this stuff matters and and it's bad it's bad for everybody if they're, you know, not not getting along. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, like you hit the nail on the head with with um you know the even the tension aspect of it like why it's it's weird to even chime in on twitter and make it so public like that because at the end of the day both these guys have a job to do Tacoma still got to cover the team Frazier still got to you know be a player so when they see each other the next day it's got to be so awkward and why would you want to add to that well you really hope strange you hope that you you know you hash it out and but when you first make it public where everyone else has to read it it's really yeah, weird I, I haven't spoken to anthony since the you know the little thing with noah and, and obviously Frazier was after that um, but yeah, I, I imagine that he had a conversation with both of those guys the day afterwards and, and tried to clear it up. Um, to his credit, he didn't jump back into the fray on social media and come back at those guys. Right. You see that happen sometimes. He didn't escalate anything. And, you know, I, again, I, I understand people don't necessarily care about the writers and the people who cover the team, but they are to some degree, you know, the ears and eyes around the team to give you perspective on what's happening. And whose job is that to then step up or stand in from the Mets to, to be like, hey, guys, settle, you know, cut the shit or kind of, you know, smooth it out. Is that like a, is that like a Jay Horowitz job or, you know, he's not really doing it anymore, but is that what they would do? Mediator? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have that perspective on the radio. I didn't have too many of these kinds of back and forths with guys. As uh -huh. far as I know, I'm sure I ticked somebody off at some point, but nobody ever came to me about it. And I never had to like have a sit down or have the PR staff get involved or, or something along those lines. So, you know, I don't, I don't know everything about how that gets smoothed over, but you know, yeah. cl clearly it's different this year without having Jay Horowitz in, right, in right, that right. position. So, you know, um, that's, Somebody uh, said the other day the biggest biggest difference maybe in the clubhouse is David Wright's not around as much anymore to kind of mediate and get in these guys' ears. You know when, um, you know with Harvey even when Harvey was going through his whole thing, he didn't want to go to the bullpen, and you, you saw the, the the video or the clip of David sitting with him in, in the yeah. David sat with him like that whole game in Miami yeah. and basically changed. It seemed like that conversation changed Harvey's mind about continuing the rest of the season and pitching through the postseason. It was nice to see David. He was out at the ballpark last week. I dropped off some shirts to McNeil, and he was just in there chopping it up. And I was, wasn't was eavesdropping, but I heard him talking to somebody. I don't know who it was. Maybe uh, I think it may have been Ron Darling. And they're chopping it up. He's like, it feels really weird to be here right now in the summer, and now I can kind of go on vacation in the summer mm -hmm. and do things that, you know, that – I couldn't do prior while I was, you know, playing baseball. So it's, it's nice to see him to around. He seems to be active. Yeah. You know, a lot of those great players in a, a given franchise, they get a job like that and, you know, they, they show up in the suites, something right, like that, right, right, shake right, some right. hands, whatever. Like he's he's active. And with Jacob deGrom's contract, Brody Van Wagenen credited Wright with coming up with an idea to structure it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that helped make that a reality. Yeah. So he's not someone... You know, even his first year out where you would think, hey, I want to distance myself from the game, enjoy my family, go on vacation. And right, right, right. He's right. not sitting there grinding 60 hours a week right, right, the right. Mets, but he is active and I think he is opening himself to – you know, elevating and becoming more and more of a factor as uh, as time goes on. Speaking of that, uh, Mets Police wrote something the other day, and he says, what's going on? The, the Mets hired Leiter and uh, Mendoza to do some type of contributions to the – 
but we haven't heard anything since. They they it came out that they're doing something. Are they doing anything? Do you know anything about this? Like we haven't heard anything since. I haven't heard anything. It sounded like Mendoza was uh, negotiating on the ESPN broadcast last night, the Yankee Red Sox okay. game with. Yeah, she was talking. I guess she was asked uh, if you could acquire one player at the deadline, who would it be? And mm-hmm. she said Noah Syndergaard. Uh-huh. And then apparently talked a little bit with Alex Rodriguez. The Yankees clearly have a need for a pitcher. A-Rod is a consultant with the Yankees yeah. while Mendoza is with the Mets. And That's they're basically weird. talking about this on a national broadcast right. for everybody to <laughs> listen in on. So, you know, they're not the ones who ultimately are going to negotiate a trade here. But that weird. was a little like, oh, like there's some meaning to this, right? Like I, I wanted to hear last night. Jessica Mendoza's thoughts on the Marcus Stroman deal uh-huh. because she is someone that probably has some insight as to what the big picture idea is here. It's possible she even gave a recommendation of what the Mets should do, and the Mets bounced some ideas off of her to right, see right, what right. she thinks of it. I mean, that would appear to be her job. So, yeah, I'd be very curious to know what she does now and i wanted to hear some of her analysis of the deal and i don't think they really got into that at all last night on the uh the yankee red sox broadcast but yeah it's it's a little it's a little odd it's a good question yeah 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 it's it's that is a little weird though for for that to come out and you're watching them you know in live in real time discuss stuff that they may have maybe they didn't even realize they were going to well you have to realize they're probably going to get into that when you're on on the broadcast after something big like this happens let me let me ask you this and and this is not a new question uh uh, so you know i i apologize if it's a a trite topic but i do think it has changed the last 24 hours so anytime we would talk about the mets and yankees making a trade i've always said no it's never going to happen uh, it hasn't happened since 2004. It didn't happen a few years ago when it was Neil Walker. To think it's going to happen now with Noah Syndergaard or a star type of player is is, is tough to fathom. But the Yankees are sitting here a starting pitcher away from being the hands-down favorite to win a championship this year. They need to get a starting pitcher. The Mets now have three starting pitchers at least that are available Mm-hmm. And that's assuming they don't move Stroman. Madison Bumgarner and Trevor Bauer, it would seem, are not going to be available as the Indians and Giants have played themselves into the race. Now, there are some other options. They could go to Robbie Ray in Arizona. They go to Mike Miner in Texas. But aren't the Yankees... I think the Yankees were hurt big time by the fact Stroman got taken off the market yesterday. Goes to the Mets, a team that typically doesn't deal with them. Uh. But would you now be more open at all as a Mets fan to dealing, say, Syndergaard to the Yankees to try to rebuild some of this farm system and, and bring in some pieces that can help sooner rather than later. Even if it's the right thing to do, I never want to see it happen because you know it's the same thing, the same story. We don't want to see someone flourish or succeed somewhere else, especially across town. I get it. And, and again, it makes the Yankees, in my mind, a favorite to win a championship. Mm-hmm. They need starting pitching help. They The Yankees have to go out and get somebody. Uh-huh. And the fact that now the best pitcher available is Noah Syndergaard, and he is a Met, to me the Yankees should be desperate to go out and try to get that last piece. Right. And I know Yankee fans won't like that word desperate, but they're a player away, and they need to get a starting pitcher. And there's no starting pitcher better than Noah Syndergaard available so if you have to meet, let's say, a premium to uh-huh. deal with the Mets, I, I think if I'm the Yankees, I got to do that. I got to make that kind of move. I'm a win-now kind of team. The offense is good enough. The bullpen is good enough. But you need some pitchers at the top of that rotation. 
I, I just I'm Unless very curious Glaber about Torres. this. I mean, now. like, what what do they really want to throw in? in that? You're not going to get Glaber. No, I know. So it's it's the kind of thing where it's if you're not going to be blown away and uh, you know fleece the Yankees here, which I doubt could even happen. But um, you know, I think that the strongest thing to do right now is trade Wheeler, keep Syndergaard for the rest of the year, see, attains uh, you know, and they can get move some Syndergaard interest in the offseason. Off yeah, exactly. Uh, see what happens in the offseason and then go into 2020. But uh, I, th- I mean, we're going to know. We're going to know in 20 in 48 hours from now, or if you're listening to. So this, this, weekend, on a replay. this weekend hasn't changed anything in your mind as far as potentially dealing somebody to the Yankees. No, no I don't ever. I don't ever really. You want don't to ever want it. to do it. ever. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't want to do it, but I again, I'm looking at it from the Yankees' perspective too, and the Yankees, in my mind, should be desperate to get this starting pitcher. They need somebody. Yeah, I was looking it up here. The last they need couple thing that, of guys that they did was uh, the Yankees traded Kendall Coleman. To the Mets for LJ. I mean, that doesn't Mazzilli. even count. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. minor league yeah, deal. Yeah, so what? Was 2004, was 2004, December 3rd, 2004. Mets trade Stanton to the Yankees. And for, that's not even a big name. What was the biggest name that's been traded between these two teams? Armando Benitez, uh, David Justice for Robin Ventura. That's 2001. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. That, uh, that's a that's a real trade. Okay, so December 7th, 2001. God, I don't even remember David Justice in a Mets uniform. Was, did they trade? They must have spun him off right away, brief. right? It was very brief. Actually, did he play any games with the Mets? I don't remember him in a Mets uniform. No, let's look it up. Uh, one of the David first Justice. autographs I ever got was David Justice on a ball for my grandfather, and it was pink for some reason. The a pink pen. I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't have blue or black, but it was a pink pen. Uh, let's see. No, no, he didn't. So they traded him in two thousand one. And then yeah, go all the way down. He went to Oakland transactions and, page. Okay, oh, so maybe they spun him off. Somewhere yeah, else. Oakland for a year after the Yankees in 2002, and that was it. Uh, I don't know where this. I don't. Yeah, know. If you go all the way down, uh-huh. they'll have the transactions. Baseball Reference, great. The up, it's the greatest website here. So 2001, December 2001, traded from the Yankees. Mets up. Up. December 14th, 2001. Traded by the Mets to the Oakland Athletics. Okay. Who'd they get? Anybody so get? Met for seven days. Because uh, Ventura hit some homers for the Yankees. Ventura Tyler was Yates. okay over there. Tyler Yates and Mark Guthrie. Hmm. Tyler yeah. Yates, baby. Yep. There you go. Okay. Well, I'm glad we did that. Sorry. I, I just, I'm like, I don't remember David Justin. This Mets is the kind of shit that you got to remember. That he got dealt right away. When you're on Beat the Booth one day. When you're, you're I know. Up, I would be terrible at that. <laughs> I'm like good at multiple choice. Things trigger. But if I don't have a trigger, I'm lost. Give us a shout. You want to chime in? Let us know what you think about Strowman or anything else. If, maybe if you're upstate with us this weekend and you want to talk about that, 631-388-5195. Also, yeah, shout out how many United We Cheers you drank. A lot. <laughs> uh, and also, shout out to Lumberland. We're actually doing four mugs tonight, four bat mugs tonight, instead of two mugs and two gift cards. We got two more in the mail today, actually last week, but first time on the show today. One Vargas, one McNeil. The other two options are the Team Ball, which I've been raving about for months. We got to get rid of this Vargas one soon. No? Yeah, right. <laughs> might be worth more. Um, and the fourth option today is uh, Degrom. So it's Degrom, Vargas, McNeil, and the Team Ball. All the names are inside the Apple, which I think is the best one yet. Hey, you started the show with this. It appears Marcus Stroman's going to take number seven. Yeah, Jose Reyes's old number. Yeah, it was his yeah. number when he was playing for Duke, and number six is what he's rocking. Well, he was rocking up in Toronto, which is McNeil. He can't screw around with that. Take the All Stars number there, but so he's going to seven. So some people were, were writing like, um, you know, how could you take Reyes's number? It's 
it's Travis Darno had seven after Reyes. It's not like seven is ever being retired by the Mets. Uh, yes, it's uh, you know hot off the heels of his last game in a Mets uniform last season, but seven wasn't going to ever go up in the rafters at City Field. No. So if you're upset about that, I mean, it's you got some other things to worry about. Um, I agree. Yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there. But I'm I'm seriously hoping that when the jersey they don't, you are the one who held up the sign, you know, don't, don't trade, trade Reyes. Reyes. Yeah. I thought that maybe you would have more of a a, a, a wanting to hold on to some of that. But. I mean, I'm holding on to the sign. That thing is legendary. But <laughs> is this uh, sign here? No, it's uh, it might be. It might be. I think it might be in my parents' basement. Uh, otherwise, it's here. I got all my old signs in the in the warehouse. But uh, yeah, the I got the um. There's a bunch of them. Misery loves company. Don't trade Reyes. There's a bunch of. I used to every few weeks I'd come out with a new. A new sign, and I always knew the right place to stand right before the game because the 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 photo booth, the guys that were in the the guys and gals, that, the camera well, yeah, were the camera well down the left field line, was in perfect shot of like 109 on the right field line. So before the game, I'd mosey my way down there. Probably didn't have a ticket for the section, and right after national anthem or whatever, I got I saw them all turn. I get the picture, and then just walk back to the shade bridge or something. So <laughs> get get the photo in mm -hmm. in and out. Um, yeah, so anyway, Upstate Weekend was a really fun time. I also want to give a special shout-out to our boy Chris Wade. Last Thursday, I was at a Live After Five and then popped back here just in time to turn on ESPN2. If you don't know what the PFL is, it's the uh, Professional Fighters League. And Chris Wade, this is his second year in the league. Last year, he got uh, he got robbed in the, I think it was the semifinals, but... He just won this past Thursday night, and he moved on to the quarterfinals. So catch him October 17th if you're out in Vegas or watch it on ESPN2. So the way the PFL works, I don't know if you're familiar, it's a, uh, it's a series of fights throughout the year, and it's structured just like a baseball season would be. So you make the playoffs, and then you make the quarters, the semis, and, and the finals. If you win the whole thing, you can get a million dollars. How many fights do you have to win? Or, or let me say, how many fights do you have to participate in? Well, uh, that's the final, the semifinals, you have to fight twice in the same night. And then oh if you win, you make the finals. The finals last year was uh, New Year's Eve at Madison Square Garden. He didn't make the finals, unfortunately, but that was going to be my New Year's Eve plans. And uh, he's a Mets fan. He actually hosted Orange and Blue thing once. Um, he's definitely very active on Twitter. So shout out to Chris Wade. Cool. Nice job, Chris. It was awesome. It was a done. Great, I got back here just in time to put the TV on and watch, watch it here. So uh, I also want to give a special shout out to uh, the GOAT. Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann was rocking the orange and blue this weekend. Uh, she got a package in the mail from a guy named Ari that's friends with Lisa Ann. If you don't know who she is, um, uh, you know, Google her. But uh, she was rocking. Uh, <laughs> Google if you're over 18. Yeah, if you're over 18, definitely <laughs> pop on uh, your favorite uh, adult website and see who Lisa Ann is. She's the goat. Gross. But <laughs> Gross? Give me she is brilliant. She's not like one of those trashy 80s and 90s and early 2000s ex-porn stars. She retired from the game. She's a very smart woman. She's got a great head she's on her shoulders. She's a fantasy sportscaster She's now, great. Correct? She's on Sirius. Yeah, she's yeah. very, very smart. She knows her sport. She knows her shit. And she's a Mets fan. So I think she's going to join us out there one day. I know she's in L.A. or Cali for the time being. But I think she's from New York or at least lives in New York sometimes. But she was rocking the seven-line uh, jersey on her Periscope the other day. So shout out to Lisa Ann. Thanks for the support. Very awesome. I was actually in the booth with uh, uh, Jacob. Uh, Jacob up in Binghamton, and I'm going through my phone when we're about to go live, and I'm like, holy shit, Lisa Ann. This is like up there with Jerry Seinfeld wearing, <laughs> wearing our shit on Comedians Cars getting coffee. <laughs> uh, let's hit up the phones. We got Stan. What's up, Stan? Hey, hey Darren. Um, by the way, Darren, my mom, my 90-year-old mom had a blast at the outing. 
went to the hundredth outing. Oh, you went to the hundredth outing. That's awesome. That's awesome. The hundredth outing. That's great. She had a blast, but I could do a whole podcast on the experience we had that day. Uh, what was your, what was your, had a question. Let me let me ask you before you before you get to your question. I, I know it was a long day. Uh, the Mets lost. It was it was a fun day. Was what was the best part? You think was it the the sixty nine ceremony or or what do you think was the best part of the day for you? The six the sixty nine ceremony was just awesome, and I I couldn't hold it together when they started showing the guys on the scoreboard, the guys who couldn't make it, and you know I'm only fifty three, so. I don't remember much about the 69 team. I remember the 73 team because I was watching that. But that was that was the uh, the the part where I, I just couldn't hold it together. Of course, the two guys that were alive, we didn't know they were anyway. But uh, that was just awesome. All right, well, you know, we're, we're, uh, we were glad we were happy uh, to have you I, out there. Uh, hopefully, it's uh, you joining us again. So, uh, what do you got? A question for Pete today? I, Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see you there in Kansas City. I've been, I've been. That was my first home game. I've been to Atlanta and Seattle and Toronto and all those guys. But um, my question is, uh, if the Yankees are as desperate as Pete is saying, do you think they went out and quietly took a flyer on Harvey and let him let him pitch a simulated game where nobody would see and say, you know, hey Matt, you want to come pitch for the Yankees? Let's see if you can put a few over the plate. They're not that desperate. What? <laughs> <laughs> You think his arm is that dead, or or it could just be a mental thing where you know he wants to get back to New York and and pitch uh, in the spotlight. Mm, I don't think it's a spotlight issue for Harvey. I, I think physically he had a lot of surgeries. He had Tommy John surgery and the thoracic outlet syndrome, and I think the second surgery really had a big effect on him. Um, you know, look, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Matt Harvey in a couple of years pitching in the big leagues again. But he's not somebody who's helping out a contender right now. He He's got to, you know, take a step back, either rest or rebuild somewhere quiet, probably the minor league somewhere, and and that's going to be his path. Not he's not someone just put the lights on, throw him in the Bronx, and all of a sudden he's going to turn back the clock. No, but he's also not one that's going to want to go to Staten Island or, or Binghamton for a couple of years. And he's not going to play. And, uh... Yeah. I mean, yeah, listen, that's it, but... when you're on the outside and now you don't have the spotlight of being a professional athlete on you, I, I think. I think your priorities change a little bit, and things that he would not have considered in the past, he will start to consider. So it might take some time. It, it might be until next year that he decides, you know what, if, if I'm going to continue my baseball career, this is what I'm going to have to do, and I'll do it. Yeah, you know, the other thing is he's 30, so he has to decide at this point, is he coming back or is he going to go get a show up selling cars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, it, he did make some money in his career. I, he made, I think he cleared over 30 mil, so. He's not struggling. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he didn't spend it all on models. But yeah. anyway, thanks, and I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. I appreciate it, Stan. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think I, I think Harvey will pitch in the majors again. I really do. I, I just think it'll take a couple He's years. always wanted to be a Yankee. So. I think he's going to be one of those guys that he takes a step back. Maybe he takes all of next year off, uh -huh. and then he'll decide, you know what? My arm feels good. I want to give this another chance, and then I think he could be at least a, you know, back-end rotation pitcher and have some degree of success in the major leagues again. But I, I think he needs time to physically get himself right and also take some of the expectations off. You know, he'd be a much different story, and he would be perceived much differently if he was a comeback story, right? I mean, he's already won comeback player of the year once, but I mean, like, truly coming back from kind of the, the baseball dead 
And I think having a different attitude about him, around him, could do him some favors as well. Because he was expected to perform this year. The, the Angels paid him $11 million. Yeah. He wasn't like some experiment and let's throw this against the wall and see how it works. I mean, that was a big disappointment for the Angels this year. No, he could, he could always pick up video games because I saw Darren Ravel put this out. I think it was $30 million of prize money this past weekend up for Fortnite. We got, we got teenage millionaires out there playing uh, video games. We got Danny over here shaking his head. I don't play video games. Um, Besides, like, Excite Bike, but uh, <laughs> bike. Darren Ravel, since February of 2018, Fortnite tournaments have awarded $71.5 million in prize money. That's unbelievable. I so think it's we like, got to do a, uh, maybe we should do a Fortnite podcast. That'll be the next I, I don't know anything about it's it. It's already the next thing. Yeah, but that'll make it better. Have you played any? Uh, It'll not... be a Fortnite podcast for Are you people a gamer? who don't know anything about Fortnite. Fortnite, no. Uh, I'll play some Madden. I'll play some NBA 2K. I used to play Counter Strike. You ever play Counter Strike? You know what that is? No. That was awesome. That was that was a great game. Uh, we got Danny behind the scenes. We only have him for like eight more days. So, uh, That's Danny, you a Fortnite guy? I play Oh, okay. What's your favorite game? What's the best game out right now? What's your addiction at the moment? So you're playing NHL? I don't know I've been playing right now, but once that goes away in like a week, I'll probably play like Call of Duty or something. Call of Duty. Call NHL of Duty. and Call of Duty. Yeah, I don't know NHL's anything. a good game. That's always been – NHL 94 was my jam because I'm old now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the NHL games. I got the fun. little system, the Nintendo system, uh, that has like 200 games in it. You know what I'm talking about? The, the mini Nintendo. Oh, yeah, with all the old Nintendo games. Yeah, I don't games. know what that was yeah. called, but I got that with the wireless I remotes. find that the Nintendo games entertained me for like five minutes it at a time It has Excitebike, though. I wasn't joking around. But when it, I was a kid, yeah, I would play Excitebike for hours and Paper build Boy. the track. And yeah. Paperboy's a good game. Um, but yeah, now, like if you go back, or at least if I go back and try to play them, they're so simplistic. Yeah, it's yeah. like, And they're also, they're super freaking hard. All those Nintendo games, you can't win those games. Like Paperboy... <laughs> You can only go so far, right, 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 and then you're right, done. Right. I, I never saw the end of Paperboy. Well, it's like I like playing. Uh, Vice. I never saw anybody wow. beat the game. Vice City right? and all that. Now like, you beat all the games. Not even to win, just to drive around and, and shoot people and pick up hookers. Like Vice City was fun. <laughs> but anyway, Grand give us Theft a call. Yeah. The next up, we're going to do uh, Lumberland's What's in the Box. Four great prizes today. Next person to get through. 631-388-5195 is the number to dial. One, two, three, or four. Whatever's in there, you're going to get for free. And Lizzie wants to say something. What's up? Lizzie? I was told that I have to bring up people chanting, let's go Mets. Oh, like instead of Mets? Yeah. Instead like of let's go Mets? Somebody was like yelling I, w in When Binghamton. they do like the long. They, they oh, yeah. A syllable? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's whatever. like. The, the Mets only has one syllable. What's but, this guy screaming about back there? <laughs> when we were like, up in Rumble Party. true. I should bring this up. I was sitting. We, we sat in the back <laughs> row. We had seats. Uh, we didn't do the seating chart. So our seats, you know, Lizzie and I and some friends, she and them didn't have the same seat numbers. So we just sat in the back row uh, on Friday night for the Rumble Ponies game. And the guy right next to me, he was looking at us like we were nuts because he, he has a season ticket package there. And he's sitting there with his family and he's like... You guys are really like excited for this, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's fun, man. We're never really up here. Like, cheer on the team, do the two strikes and stuff. And he, he was starting to get into it, and he was smiling and, and cheering on with us. But um, I said to him, like, do you guys have chance? Like, is there like a let's go ponies? He's like, I've never heard anyone even like clap in this ballpark before. <laughs> no, but that, there was that guy. We did it. We started doing it. There was that guy with like the plastic megaphone yeah, thing but he that just... was like chant like. 
riling up the crowd, so that yeah. was something. No, I know, but the guy to our right, he's like, I've never heard like a person clap in this ballpark. It was, I'm sure he was exaggerating, but that's what he was saying. He's like, this is this is great. I'm having fun. This is a good time. There's a bar directly behind. It was awesome. It was this is awesome. The right field seats where we were sitting, uh, or the, you know, first baseline seats There's within no- the ballpark. No, no outside, outside, across the street. Okay, and okay. cars are getting pinged with foul balls. I'm like, who would park there? And the guy next to me was like, I parked there. It was 10 bucks. I'm like, why would you want to get? He's like, it's okay. I got glass insurance. Uh, I wouldn't want to go back to my car with a, with a broken windshield. But there was a bar there. probably holds like 20 people. And uh, hey, now, Wayne caught a foul ball. So I run down to take his pick really quick. The next ball directly sailed over our heads, bounced on the street, and rolled to the no, front no, no. door. It, it- of it the bar. Bounced, it bounced onto the ground and then went towards the bar. And onto when it the did curb, that, up to the steps, and a guy just walked out. So and it, picked it, it up hit, and walked back in the bar. It hit <laughs> the, the right side of the door about a foot to the right of the door. Like it almost went into the bar. And we were like, whoa! The like, guy just walks out. He's like, hey, I got a ball. And go, walks back into the it bar. It was awesome. You but then it happened again. It happened again. You know again, what like else is really later. smart? They, every time the ball went over and it hit like a car or the street they had um an advertisement that says if your car gets hit by a ball yeah you should call this company sponsored yes it was very funny sponsored foul ball promotion (laughs) for getting your windshield broken up in binghamton that company's been fighting for years and net going up to protect the balls from leaving (laughs) you know what i was thinking too i'm sitting there and i'm like man you know there's not that many people here i know what our tickets cost and all the stuff that they put into it how on earth do they afford fireworks like they do fireworks and it was Awesome. Well, you know how? Did you know what was on the scoreboard the whole time? Toyota. Toyota. A gigantic Toyota logo was the whole scoreboard. So everyone taking the pictures of the fireworks and videos, the logos in every photo. It's very smart. Um, And for Toyota, it's not like they're giving away a car every night. It's, I don't know how many thousands of dollars for the fireworks, but pretty big deal. It was was good. We have no calls yet. And I think maybe it's because our stream is kind of uh, staticky here. Maybe they didn't hear us on the live stream. Oh, you do. So Liz is going to take this call. They're going to play What's in the Box. What else you got cooking today, Pete? Anything fun? I'll be taping the uh, the Athletic Podcast after Marcus Stroman does his conference call. Three, three o'clock, o'clock, right? So How do you get on that conference on. call? You on that call? How does that happen? Uh, I don't know if I'm on the emails anymore. But so you I call to, in, take a call check. in? But yeah, usually you call in to a certain number that the Mets give you. You have a passcode, and then you can ask a question. We should be able to get on that, of course. We yeah. should absolutely be able to hear that. I'm going to... Email someone. Yeah. Let me, I want to hear that conference call. You know to talk to. So, <laughs> so got that. Uh, my wife and baby have been out of town this weekend. My wife went down to Florida to hang out with her parents uh, she before she goes by, back by to herself work. With the baby? She did it all by no herself way. with the baby. So they come back tonight. I'd be nervous. So it was kind of a weird weekend, like having the the whole place to myself, ruling wow. the roost again. You wow. It's kind of boring, too. Yeah. <laughs> We got home last night it's and Amelia quiet. was, you know, she was happy to see us. We haven't been home in a couple of days. Like I was, wasn't joking before. We gave her the lightsaber and she beat the crap out of me with that thing last night. I'm like, this hurts. Please don't hit me with this. Like, cause when you hit it, it changes colors. And she's like, mm. it's pink. Like, bang, hit me on the head. Blue. I'm like, yeah, it's great. Like, please go easy on me. And she did it again this morning. Uh, it's no fun to hit the couch. No, absolutely. Much not. more fun to hit daddy. Oh, of course. Right. And now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Presented by Lumberland.com. All right, so we got AJ in New York City. What's up, AJ? Hey, what's going on, guys? So I was at the game on Friday, but um, I've gone up to Binghamton before, uh, which was our Keith Smith game earlier this year, and 
couple of Chiefs games last year. I do have to say that there is like no atmosphere in a lot of these games. It's kind of disappointing. And, you know, you feel bad for the players who, um, you know, those stadiums are, especially in Syracuse, aren't all that great anymore. Um, I know they have a big renovation project they want to do with it and everything, but, um, you know, it's just going to be tough when there's just nobody in the crowd. So I'm sure that brought a little bit to them, like they said in the email and everything. But, you know, so it's, uh, I don't know what they got to do, but they got to get something going up there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know what it is? I feel the same way about the players. They say it often that um, we certainly don't think that when we go to these games that we're like the 10th player or anything of that nature. But the players have to certainly feed off the excitement, especially like when we go to Arizona with a thousand people and Nimmo afterwards telling Steve Gelbs that, you know, it's great to see all the Mets fans out there. They probably helps them a little bit. You know, I don't know if they try harder. I mean, they're professional baseball players. I don't think they need that type just of motivation. Just an energy boost. Yeah. But, yeah, For if you've sure. ever seen um, – Little pep in the step. The battered bastards of baseball. That is a great documentary, and that's all about you know minor leagues and and all that of the excitement and the things they did at the ballparks to bring people out. But yeah, it was a great time. Hopefully, we get to do it again. But um, yeah. So what's in the box? You get to play what's in the box today. We have four awesome options from Lumberland.com. One, two, three, or four. Whatever's in there, you get for free. So what do you want, AJ? I will take number four. Number four. Oh my God! I think it's the one. Pete, Pete wants to know why you picked the number four. <laughs> uh, that was my jersey number back, and Pete would know, playing uh, roller hockey in Austria. So. Yeah, what's up, AJ? I thought it was you. How you been? been good, man. So you get a Jacob DeGrom bat mug. It's not the one I nice. thought it was, but still a very awesome option. Uh, we'll get awesome. this out to you. Lizzie's got your address? Uh, yeah, I'm sending it. Awesome, great. And it's got a sticker in it. Awesome, sweet. Bonus. So- Jacob DeGrom Batmug from Lumberland.com. All right, AJ, thanks for calling, man. Good talk to you, AJ. Yeah, so Lumberland.com, you definitely want to check them out. Use our special promo code OABT for 15% off. They have the MLBPA license, clearly. They have the awesome Jacob DeGrom, any other Mets player, any player for any team, actually, that you'd like to pick up. They make great groomsmen's gifts or gifts of any any nature, any kind. Uh, a lot of great options on there. So definitely check out the website, Lumberland.com. Use OABT for 15% off your purchase. AJ, a Hofstra guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, he's the Dave Racanello for Hofstra softball. No way, really. Back in the day, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. He has a nice, a strong voice too. AJ, yes, could, uh, be on the radio. The the voice. Um, that's why I didn't recognize him at, at first. He's been you know, having some scotches, getting the, the little <laughs> depth in there. You know, I sounded Maybe like this last night. Too. I sounded like I was drinking some scotch, man. Mm-hmm. After cheering for two days straight, and and uh, then sitting in the car for seven hours, it was a long trip. But uh, we're gonna do the share contest now. So shout out to the Mets for the man, Mister Met on the Moon. Lizzie's getting prepped over there on Facebook. I will take care of the Twitter. Uh, special shout out to them for sending this our way. I know this was the giveaway on Saturday. We had to miss it because we were upstate, but a lot of people were excited for a very long flagpole. I think that's a little crazy. Actually, it goes through the hand. That's why. Yeah, it's got to go down. Yeah, but it's this this one might be broken. I don't know. I don't want to just dremel it out there. Watch watch the arm break <laughs> off before I could mail it to someone. Um. Not to, to go back a full week, but last Tuesday we had an outing. That was a really fun time. Shout out to all the fans that came out for that. It's been a fun one so far as far as the outings are concerned. Uh, Mets, let's see what they could do out in Chicago. Six back. Pete's not too optimistic. I know some people are still keeping the faith. I'm getting back in. I know Evan Roberts, if you follow him on, on the Twitter, he says they're sucking him back in as well. I, I think you're crazy if you're getting emotionally invested. That's the, the limit. We can all be hopeful, right? We can all be hopeful, but emotionally investing yourself where you're going to be upset if they lose a game. I'm not there yet. Oh, this is this we didn't talk about. The lucky horseshoe. 
Oh. Oh, shit. Have they lost since that? Lucky horse. What, what happened oh, last yeah. week? Let me look this up. So Tuesday. They lost one game to San Diego. Okay. So they lost one game since last Tuesday when we got the lucky horseshoe. So last um, final game of the year, the David Wright, uh, the day after David Wright's last game, we had the outing. And we're at the tailgate party. The police officer that's uh, on, on horseback comes over to the tailgate mm-hmm. when we're taking the group photo. He jumps in the group photo with the horse. The horse is on the cover of this year's calendar. So we're in McKellar on Tuesday night before the game. Gentleman comes up to me and hands me a uh, a painted horseshoe. I'm like, um, what is this? Like, I'm, I'm like curious what this is. And he goes, you don't remember? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I thought maybe he told me and I forgot. I'm like, I'm sorry. Can you refresh my, mem- my memory? He said, this horseshoe is from, uh, what's the name of the horse? I'm scrolling back now. Something with a P. It's from uh, Adam's family. Um, This horseshoe, damn it, is from my horse, all right? So he's like, I want to gift this to you guys. Painted it orange and blue. It's yours. And I said, oh, this is great. I don't know if I can get this in the ballpark, though. It's it's a horseshoe. So I ended up getting it in. I'm not going to say how, but I ended up getting it in. And we bring it out to the ballpark. And the Mets win. It is now the lucky horseshoe from, what's the horse's name? Pugsley. Pugsley. I knew it was something with a P. So... Pete, I think this is the turning point of the season. <laughs> Pugsley's go. horseshoe <laughs> is now going to uh, lead the charge to get the Mets back in this See, race. See, now the way you, you told the whole story, yep. and I'm fixating on the one thing you said you didn't want to explain. Uh-huh. But now I'm very curious how you got the horseshoe into the uh, ballpark. Is that where the luck is coming? You know, I'll tell you well, after. Maybe. Horseshoe up the. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you that and uh, how many beers we drank up in uh, Syracuse as well once we turn this thing off. Uh, so, Lizzie, get your Facebook ready. I, I was, will do I the was Twitter. To, uh, and I'm to sorry again. I don't, honestly, stuff. guys, I, I wrap my head around this every week and I, I've started to get less. Um, I've started to let it affect me less because it's out of our control. I have no idea how this this uh, stream ends up pinging sometimes and we get staticky in the center. So if you're listening afterwards, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you're watching live, I apologize. Uh, always remember to download the podcast if you want to catch us. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much all those places. You can ask Alexa to play Orange and Blue thing as well. Uh, we appreciate your listens. Make sure you download, subscribe, come back each week for a new episode. If you can't watch the live stream, you could always go to orangeandbluething.com and watch the video replay embedded right on our website if you don't have Facebook or Twitter for whatever reason. Uh, so, Lizzie, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All righty. And I will take care of the Twitter. And stop. Uh, hold on. I can only see part of it. Okay. Make Sorry. sure she hasn't won before. Yes, hold It's on. the new rules. This is a be- very uh, highly sought-after gift here. Uh, Nancy Gordonier Seawalk. All right, Nancy, you win. And Pete, you can tell me when to stop here. Stop. And Warren GRPH at URIX98. Let me make sure he hasn't won anything in the past. Uh, he hasn't. All right, you win. All right, cool. So uh, congrats to Warren. And what'd you say her name was? Nancy. Congrats to Warren and, and Nancy. AJ. And AJ. For calling for uh, the Lumberland this week. It's been a fun show. Let's see what happens. There uh, will be mystery. It's unbelievable that every week we go into, like last week, I, I think I labeled the, the podcast, um, It's Never Easy. Week mm. before that was some other 
whatever. But now it's like, man, I'm riding high again. We're it's, back. It's always We're back in it. Five out, and the Mets are buyers somehow. <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane and head scratching and every other word you want to put on this, but. It's crazy. It's never. Uh, it's never predictable. That's for sure. No, it'll be. It sets up another good show next week, right? Uh, yeah, and let's let's see what happens on this conference call today with Marcus, and then uh, catch Pete on the Athletic Podcast as well. And we'll see you guys next Monday. Is next Monday the uh, doubleheader uh, at City yes. Field? Next Monday is the doubleheader doubleheader against the Marlins at City Field. So we're going to be at the same time next week at one o'clock. A little pregame for the doubleheader. So definitely tune in. Hopefully the Mets are at that point. We're not going. I might, maybe we'll turn the show off and go right there. That'll be fun. Okay. We'll see. I'll drive you back. You take the train out here. We'll do the show. I'll drive you back. Dig it. Look at that. All right, guys. <laughs> have a good day. Mets are playing in uh, Chicago tomorrow. Hopefully, stay hot and get back in this thing, right? Pete thinks I'm crazy, but you got to believe. <laughs> be crazy.